everybody, it's Dr. Martinez. I'm here with Dr. Sean Stippage. This is Talk with the Doc. We're going to be talking about real stuff in real time. Oh, man, I told you, I'm the same way when I do my fast. You know, it's um, such a discipline to get into it. And people don't understand, it's so important to let your digestive system just kind of chill. And I mean, I, after I get done with the fast, I absorb everything so much better and I feel better. Yeah, you know, it's, it, it is, a, I tell you, when you break that, that first meal, when you break that fast, it's just, isn't it unbelievable, just the taste of everything, it just, oh, makes, yeah. it just makes it so much better. It, it does, you know, and, and I, I'm going to admit, there's sometimes, you know, I'll uh, break the fast, and the only thing that sounds good to me is like a, like a smoothie, like a green smoothie, but, uh, you know, after a couple of those, and it gets, you know, over, and I want pizza, and I want a burger, I'm not going to lie, you know, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's the... You know, that's the whole idea behind. I mean, they, people do it for various reasons. You know, they, they do it for health reasons because autophagy, it's cell, cellular uh, debris. You know, kicking out. You know, right. turning your cells over. It's right. anti-aging. It's got. You know, the whole uh, time restrictedness where you're not going to eat as much or consume as many calories in a smaller window. But you know, I've been man, I've been doing this off and on for probably a good like five years, and I, I actually put I ended up putting weight on, and I can't mm-hmm. really. I can never really figure it out because I thought that I was always in a bit of a deficit. But I think what it might might be, and I want to get your thought on this, because you're a scientific thinker, right? Yeah. I was thinking that do you think it's possible that you're increasing your growth hormone levels so much to the point oh, yeah. that maybe you're putting lean muscle on, and that, and so you know you're in a caloric deficit, you're able to maintain or maybe even build muscle, therefore putting on over time quality weight. I don't know if that even makes sense, but I feel like that's happened I, to me. Yeah, I I do. I mean, I I can say firsthand that when I started to do intermittent fasting in my training, I've been doing it for about 12 years. And, oh, wow. and, and I can definitely say that it has helped me um, put on not only just muscle mass, but I want to say bone density. Um, you know, I think even it helps heal nervous system tissue. I mean, you know, I'll just throw a quick story out there. I was deadlifting one time and it was pretty heavy. And, I, you know, I don't know what I did to my hand, my finger. I don't know if it was the straps, but I, I pinched a nerve. And I couldn't feel my index finger for like two days. Well, it happened to be on a rotation of me doing uh, a fast. And, um, you know, I, I did a 20-hour fast, 24-hour fast. And uh, by the end of that fast, I mean, it was just so crazy how when I started to eat again, I felt like this rush of blood to my hand or this tingly feeling to my hand. And my finger was better in like a day. You know, and that could be growth hormone. I mean, you know, people say, oh, it could be psychosomatic, whatever. But I can tell you I've had other benefits too. And I, I'm right. I'm right there with you, man. I think that growth hormone that we release naturally when we do that stuff, it hasn't been studied. You know, we we don't. You know, as a scientific mind, we just haven't studied it. But I think firsthand, hell yeah, it does. Yeah, and I don't. I, and, and what, like the thing is, so I've been at least two fifty. I fluctuated from like two forty eight to two sixty five in okay. that range in the last. And, and everybody needs to know out there, <laughs> Sean is a lean. Lean two fifty. This this guy's massive. Okay, his two fifty looks like three hundred pounds. I'm not lying. Uh-huh. Well, hey, well, you know the thing is, it's an illusion. You know, I mean, it's really like um, I was uh, backstage at AEW's uh, wrestling event last weekend. I might get into a little bit of that later on, but yeah, uh, you know, it's all about the lighting and it's just an illusion. You know, <laughs> so whenever you have, for me, having a bigger frame, man, you'll relate to this because you and I are about the same height. What are yeah. you six four? Right? Yeah, six four. I was six five. five. I was six five. I think I'm a little shorter now. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think we all are, man. Right. Like, I think I was. Uh, I think I'm six three and a half, or six, so I just say six four, you know. Yeah, but, sounds um, good. <laughs> anyway, uh, you, 
know, it's all about like I, I find for myself if I have a leaner uh, frame, like a leaner yeah. look, I look bigger because my frame is bigger, so I'm able to carry it. It's an illusion, you know, as you know. Right. Um, so for me, if I get past, um, I think if I'm above a certain body fat percentage, then I, I if I weigh like 265, two, close to 270, I don't look as big as I would at 245. You know, just a little leaner. But anyway. Um, it's funny for me because I, I think that I've always, I don't think I exceed really on a fasting day, you know, 2,500 calories in a day. And I'm still getting the workout in and everything. Right. I can't figure out why my weight still maintains and I'm able to uh, keep my muscle for the most part. You know, I had a guy in the gym say, you're the biggest intermittent faster I've ever seen in my life. I don't know how you yeah. do it. I said, I don't either. And you had brought up a couple weeks back, we talked about Mike O'Hearn. Oh, he's God. He's always in a deficit, but he's, he's always a freak, you know? He's, yeah. he's like, what, 270 and ripped, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, and super strong. Everybody's different. Yeah, I think everybody, yeah, 100%, everybody's body's different. But, you know, you and I have been training so long, like Mike O'Hearn, we've been training so long that... You know, that's an advantage. I, I know that. You know, I, I know that you, you can't, you know, and here's the thing I, I tell the young guys out there, you know, and, and it's, and it's kind of a, a good thing. I said, you know, old man strength is earned. You know, there, there's no 18 year old, you know, running up to get where we're at. You know, this, it takes time, you know, it takes time. And, you know, I, I do believe that the more you introduce your body to intermittent fasting, training, good foods, good quality sleep, decrease in stress, that, you know, your body adapts to that. You know, I mean, you're, you're a great example of this, Sean. I mean, nobody would guess your age. I mean, looking at you, especially in the gym, you got your baseball cap on, you're sweating, you know, you're, you're, you're I mean, no, seriously. I mean, people will look at you and go, yeah, he's got to be in his, his mid thirties at the, at the latest, you know, and, and, uh, Bless your heart. Bless <laughs> well, no, it's, it's, it's just the truth, brother. You know, I mean, I, I do, you know, you are my good buddy, but you know, it, it's, a, it's the truth, but here's the, here's the cool thing about that. You know, you and I put on a dress shirt, you know, we get dressed up and then, you know, we look mature, you know, we can, we can look that, but you know, as soon as we're in the gym and we're lifting and we got our shirts off, you know, we're, we're right there still competitive with the young guys. And I really think it's that, you know, putting intermittent fasting and eating well, you know, consistency and training. Like I won't skip the gym. I don't care where I am in the world. I will find a gym, you know? Yeah. And I noticed that about you when I see your uh, Instagram pictures of you yeah. and Transylvania I'll find a rock man I don't care what it is I'll lift <laughs> right yeah but yeah. you know well you got a young you got a young appearance too man I, mean, I appreciate just, you know, that maybe it's that Norwegian blood in us I don't know it might be I, let, let's say it is let's say yes it's Viking power we'll put some of that out there man <laughs> there you go there you go Viking power I like that well, well bro you, you brought it up I want to know how the wrestling thing how was it being backstage you know how 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 did it go? Oh man, that was uh, boy pleasantly, surprisingly uh, well. And nice. Uh, I'll just start by saying I had not been backstage at a wrestling event in, in a decade. It had been since two thousand nine, and yeah. of course that was with WWE. And you know, I'll just go ahead and say it now. I'm going to be doing a little more media uh, coming up, especially in twenty twenty. In fact, I'm going to have my yeah. podcast, you know, going in. I will right. definitely be having you'll be on, you'll be a regular on my on my show too, Matt. Right on, so, man. You'll be here. You'll be hearing a lot of this, but you know, I don't want to sound like pointing fingers or, or bitching and complaining. You know, I'm not that guy. But I will just tell you, 
and I'm not the only one, but I have been, I just feel very, very mistreated by the WWE, how they treated my my name, my family name, my father, the way they inducted in the Hall of Fame last year. I mean, I, we should get into that another time, maybe okay. a little more in depth and do a deep dive on that. But yeah. maybe there's some wrestling fans out there that would be interested in hearing some stories. But right. man, I, I, I had not been backstage in, in over 10 years, and I'm walking up to the venue, Matt, and there's about 2,000. I don't know, 1,500, 2,000, there's a lot of fans just lined up to get into the uh, the venue. And I was trying to find the TV trucks to, to get let in backstage because, uh, you know, I had my contact, Billy Gunn, he was uh, texting me saying, well, he goes, it has been so long, I didn't know where the damn TV trucks were. He's like, get the TV trucks, brother. I'm like, where's that? <laughs> and I'm walking around the building and um, yeah. some security guards no, uh, noticed me and so they just kind of escorted me to the back where the TV trucks were. It's a live TV show, right? So it's called... Um, AEW's Dynamite on TNT every Wednesday, guys. Tune in. Um, but anyway, I see these fans and I go, oh, man, I'm going to be walking right by these fans. This will be the true test to see if, you know, yeah. I've been away for so long, will they even recognize me? And I got to tell you, as I approached within, you know, 10 seconds, man, there was uh, hooting and hollering in my name and about 70% of the, of, the, of the population seemed to have recognized me. And it, right it felt pretty good, you know, Matt? Yeah. Um, uh, so I get backstage, and, and it was just very, very well received. Um, ran into some old buddies like Chris Jericho, uh, Cody Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes, nice. uh, of course, Billy Gunn. Um, some of the newer talent that are on top in the business now, like uh, I, got the, I got the chance to talk to uh, Moxley. Uh, so it was just, um, I felt very, very well received, and um, honestly, I just felt very at home. It's like I, I had missed uh, some brothers and sisters, and I was surprised. Because I think it has something to do with just the way that I have felt from WWE, the way that I've been been treated by that company, not not welcome, yeah. um, like an outcast. I can't really explain it, but it just felt very home and family like with me, and it was just really. I, I had a, I, I literally got emotional. I cried the next night thinking uh, about it brother. because I yeah. realized how much I missed some elements of that business and right. and and just my brothers and sisters, man. It just felt like a home. I think it, I think it brings me closer to my dad too, man, yeah. because yeah. I lost my father and, and, and he was the main reason why I got in. I was bred into this business without any choice. Yeah. And um, I think it just brings, there's a, there's a deep trigger emotional connection there with that, that business, I guess. And, and, that, and that's what it was. I missed that, you know? I, I can I can mean I can understand that in some aspects, brother. And man, it's just a good thing that those fans recognized you. I mean, I mean that's that's super. You know, I mean that means that there's still a fan base out there that you can get out and entertain. And everybody out there, Sean Sean is an amazing speaker. He's an amazing entertainer. Um, you know, he can captivate an audience. And I would love to see him back in the ring. And uh, you know how how are you feeling? I mean, how are you feeling physically? Well, that's it's interesting you say that. So I, I feel I feel good, Matt, as far as fitness, you know. But I told you I was in the ring a couple of weeks ago, and I yeah. just don't remember the the bumps doing that stiff. You know, part of it is <laughs> yeah. you know, just like if you you're a football player, if you put the pads on right now, and went oh. out there. There's no doubt you're in shape, and you're you, you know you, you you look good, and you work out, and all that. But there's a difference. So it would oh, take you a little difference. longer to recover. Oh, yeah. You know, you you feel the bumps and bruises on at a scrimmage. You know, oh, yeah. you plays right. So it's the same scenario. Um, Matt, when I was backstage, I learned a lot about myself, man. I learned something new. What'd you and learn? It, and, and this is what I want to share with you yeah. in the audience listening. Um, I was backstage, and I heard the crowd. There was a cool venue. It was, it, was, it was like a rock and roll concert. Really, really cool lighting. And, you know, the pyro, the music, the crowd, the noise. 
but I'm back there and I'm seeing these these guys and I said, man, this is so familiar to me, but yet it's so foreign still. And I think what that has, and I'm not trying to sound like, you know, oh, I'm better than anybody or anything like that, but I, I think that we're all on our own stages of life in this, in this this life journey, this experience that we're all on, right? Yeah. And I sat back there and I was able to connect with a few of the younger talent and I had a lot of, you know, a lot of these talents came up to me and wanted to take pictures and they remember me when they were 16, 17 year old kids, you right, know, right. remember me, I'm like, oh great, maybe feel older than I am, you know? Oh yeah. But it was all in fun and, and, but I sat back and I was like, you know, I don't miss taking the bumps on a consistent basis, but what I what I felt that I could offer that company in particular is, and, and this is just based on some conversations that I had, was the fact that I am a chiropractor. Yeah. Was the fact that I am a speaker, a transformational performance coach. Yeah. And I thought I saw a lot of potential with these guys, and I would I saw myself more as a backstage. Um, mentor, if you will, like to help some, to bring some of the, bring the best performer out in these kids yeah. and um, maybe help them, like not make the mistakes I made, like teach them some, like just some wisdom that I've learned over the years. So maybe a chiro, maybe help them back, you know, chiropractically speaking, help with their diets and exercise yeah. and get between the ears, man, and, and help bring out the best in them. And maybe be a, an on air personality every once in a while. Look, if Billy Gunn wants to pull me out, put me in a tag match, hey, man, I'm in. Right. But, I don't see myself being full, full time, maybe a managerial position. Yeah. I'd love to be part of that show, but I really learned, and I think it has a lot to do with just my years of being away and having the spiritual awareness and just growing spiritually, Matt. And right. I just, I, I guess there's a piece of what I had held on to. I wouldn't say it's completely lost. Mm-hmm. But I realize I can, I can, I can, I can bring up a, a greater benefit and value to the, to the, um, the, this, uh, the, the whole piece, if that makes sense. And yeah. I would love to see this company succeed, and I would love to be part of that contributor, if that makes sense. Well, you know, brother, I, I, I think that you are a mentor already. I mean, you know, you are. I mean, how, I mean, God, how many kids have come up to you in the gym or over the years or in school when we were in school, and, you, you know, you helped them out, and you got them started, and you motivated them. And, I mean, bro, I told you about the first day I saw you. I mean, it was like, oh, thank God, you know, thank God there's an athlete in this school. I was like, thank God there's another guy who lives in the school. And, and uh, you know, and, and everybody just, you know, if you haven't heard that story, basically, Sean came into a class. It was my first trimester in, in, in professional school, in chiropractic school. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big old guy, you know, and I'm sitting in the back. People are kind of like asking me, like, what are you doing here? You know, you don't fit in here. You're not medical school type. And um, Sean walks in. And I was just like, oh, thank God, you know, and he's just, you know, look, good looking, massive, you know, I mean, he's, you know, I mean, and, and I'm like, okay, everybody shut the fuck up. I, I'm, I'm where I belong, you know, and so you are a mentor, right. you know, you, you are a mentor. And, you know, I, I, I can remember, I mean, wrestling has been such a part of our culture. You know, I mean, I used to get up early in the morning, no matter if I was in Latin America, I was in Hawaii, wherever I was, just to watch you know, it was WWF back then, you know, and, you know, I mean, you think about how many kids out there just need to see, you know, Hulk Hogan was, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie, Hulk Hogan was one of my, my idols for a while, you know, say your prayers, eat, you know, eat your vitamins, you know, and, uh, you know, I mean, it was a whole culture thing and, and you're already doing that. So they would be lucky to have, Sean, they would be lucky to have you. And the cool thing about, you know, what I'm, what I'm hearing, you're, you are Dr. Sean, bro. 
you know, you do have that heart to take care of people, to, you know, to, to mentor them, to heal them. And, you know, they would be lucky to have you. They would. Well, I, I really appreciate that, man. It means a lot. And, you know, that, that's the thing, too. And, and it was just, it was, I, was, I didn't expect to feel that when I was backstage, but that's just, yeah. that's just your authentic self uh, right. giving you feedback. You know, it's your higher self. That's the universe. That's God talking to you and saying, Absolutely. you know, I really believe that I can bring something of greater value than just being an honor talent. Now, yeah. I will tell you, <laughs> I've got a real kick-ass, cool character that I, I, I'm working on creatively that right. I, if it does make it on TV, you will be entertained and, and it will be fun. Yeah. Uh, and it will tie in chiropractic for sure. Just remember this. As much as I know how to help put the body together and put the joints of the system back together, I also know how to rip them apart. So it makes me that much more <laughs> dangerous, if you will. Right on, bro. Right on, man. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, already, I'm already wanting to see this. You know, this would be great. I, I can't wait to see it, man. You know, I'm, I've, been, uh, I've been hoping to see this comeback for a while. So, so Sean, I, I want to ask you a question real quick, and, and, I'm, and I'm sorry if I interrupted you, but, but this, is, this is for the audience out there. So you've held t- twice the World Tag Team Championship. Is that correct? Actually, three times. Three-time World Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. Okay, yeah, so, back in WCW. Right, yeah. I mean, this, you, you are an accomplished wrestler. I mean, you are a Division I you know, wrestler, heavyweight wrestler. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I, w- I wrestled for Boise State, and yeah. we were in um, the Pac-10, yeah. Division One, and yep. um, I was a two-time runner-up in the Pac-10 uh, championship. I I lost both years back to back in the for the, in the gold medal round, but uh, ah, you know it is what it is. I I look back, you know, it's funny. I I you know, the highest size twenty twenty. I wish I had my mind that I had today right. back then. And oh man, younger, oh yeah, amateur wrestling body. You know? <laughs> oh, dude, I totally no. I think that that is the thing, but that's the beautiful evolution. You you said it so great just a minute ago. You know, God you know, your higher self, you know, speaking to it, man, we didn't know any of that when we were young. You know, I mean, there, there was, there was really a disconnect for me, um, from that whole aspect of higher self, listening to yourself, you know, looking at the universe, the way, you know, universe is God, you know, for me, I was just, you know, raw, I was just raw power, raw determination, you know, and, uh, I wish I would have had those things. I know it would have made me a better athlete, you know? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I think that we knew of God and we had a belief system, but, right. it, you know, it's just part of maturity and, 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 and aging and, and, you know, gaining wisdom. Yeah. That's just that comes with the territory. Uh, but you just mentioned something that triggered uh, uh, something I wanted to mention to you. Mm-hmm. And I had mentioned this to you, I think, in a text or a voice clip um, on Instagram earlier this week. Mm-hmm. But I'm working on a, um, a program, and it's funny you say this because... This program that I'm implementing and putting together is something that would install exactly what we missed when we were younger, Matt, as yeah. teenage, you know, kids growing up and emulating our heroes on TV, whether it was pro wrestlers, whether it was athletes, bodybuilders, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that the sooner that these kids today can be, ex- be exposed to the kind of information and content that we have now embraced and we have lived for years and that we're continuing. For me, I'm a work in progress. I'm always learning oh, yeah. like a sponge. I'm always gaining more insight. Every year I, I learn more and more, right? I think that's just part of life and part of growing. But right. this program I'm putting together is going to be really focusing on um, self-esteem and self-confidence. And those two actually are different. They don't, they go hand in hand, of course. You have great self-esteem, but not have very good confidence in something, or you have great confidence in something, but a poor self-esteem. You know, um, yeah. I mean, a prime example, that could be people like 
And, you know, Conor McGregor or, or John Jones, for instance, they, they're great and very self-confident, but look how many times they've kind of messed up, right, in their personal life. But right. I think that has a self-esteem issue there. Yeah. And I don't know for sure. I'm not a psychiatrist. I can't diagnose that. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. But my point is, is that I'm putting together a program that I want to really target and I'm going to start with and this, anybody could, could, could benefit from this but I'm going to start with troubled teenage kids little Johnny or Susie that are trying to make mm-hmm. varsity or they're trying to gain that scholarship whether it's academic or sports wise or, or, or you know athletically or, or they just want you know they're picked on and they have a yeah. low self esteem and so uh, part of my um, part of my uh, program here, one of the segments is going to be on uh, on faith and spiritual, and I really right want to introduce on. that aspect to these kids today because yeah. I think the sooner that they can learn about higher self and learn about universe and energy and universal law, right. man, think about how much think about how much more you and I would have been advanced back then. Oh yeah, if we would have been exposed to the information we know today. Oh my goodness, you know it, it would have been. Uh, everything would have increased tenfold, you know, my training, right. you know, my, I would have understand discipline better from a different aspect, you know, my focus, I mean, would have been completely different, you know, I mean, so many things I would have been able to, to put together. And, I, you know, for me, I, there was a big victimality thing for me in athletics, you know, it was, you know, I didn't get the starting position my first day. I'm, I'm now, I'm, I'm not good enough. You know, I'm, I'm this, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm only right. set, you know, I mean, there was so much, you know, and, and the whole thing about uh, competition is, and I didn't understand this, it's really about you versus you. And when they say that, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it actually really is. And, sure. you know, and because we've all had as an athlete, you know, successful athletes, you've all had that moment where, you know, you, you win that first place or, or you, you are the best at that moment. And I don't know about you, Sean, but it's like, there's a moment where you go, that was easy. It's like, what, what just happened, you know? And then there are the moments where you got second place or third place and you're like, you know, God, I, fuck, that was awful. You know, I struggled. I worked my ass off. And the thing I didn't realize is both of those were learning situations. You know, both of those made me actually a better athlete, but I focused on the negative more than I did what I thought was a positive. And, you know, God, God bless you for doing that for the youth. And uh, how, how are you going to do this? And when are you going to start this thing? I mean, man, this is going to be great. Well... Yeah, I'm I'm uh, aiming for the first week in January, actually. And, it, right and, and you said something that uh, last time we spoke uh, a week or two ago yeah. about when you spoke at Parker, you had, man, I loved it, man. Yeah. You said that I want all of you to go out. I want all of you guys when you graduate to go yeah. out there and fail. Yeah, I know. <laughs> because one of, because one of, listen, one of the, listen, yeah. failure is an awesome thing, man. It is. It really I mean, is. I failed so, right? I mean, I failed so many times. Oh, yeah. And I want to tell you something. One, so you'll like this because I'm playing on acronyms and words like WWF, right? You know, World Wrestling Federation. I'm sorry, even though I know it's called Entertainment Today, World <laughs> WWE is still the World Wrestling Federation to my heart and mind. Yeah. And that's what yeah. you and I grew up on. Yep. The bottom line is is that I have one of my segments is called Wrestling with Failure. Nice. You know? And, yeah. And, and I love it because that's the thing like you said when you come second place or like even myself when I had lost uh, the championship you know or mm-hmm. I had done it in high school I did it in college a couple of times I lost in a, a match or a championship round or I, I, I the kid I just didn't I, he had my number I just couldn't seem to beat him and yet I beat the crap out of people that beat the crap out of him but when I wrestled him I, kept, I found a way to lose you know right it's like, right right yeah it's, of course styles make uh, fights and games and matches and so yeah. forth but the, uh, the point is is that 
wrestling with failure is one, uh, and that definitely leads to, to low self-esteem or low self-worth. Right. And I, I want to implement this program where I want people to fail because I think it's from the failures that you learn more about yourself than anything. And that's what kicks you in the ass to get moving to the next level to be that much better. You can sit there and fester and, oh, I lost. And, yeah, I'll give you a couple days to be depressed and, and, you know, dust yourself out. But after a little while, you're going to... You either have two choices. You can sit there and let that, you know, some people, unfortunately, Matt, will take a, a failure or something, and that ruins the rest of their life. They go down a rabbit hole. They're done. Absolutely. Or yep. you can turn around and say, fuck that. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to overcome this, and yep. I'm going to learn my mistakes, and I'm going to be better and, 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 and have that fuel, man, and fire and go after it. And so that, that's the wrestling with failure, man. I, I, I'm going to love this segment, and it's going to be one of my – uh, probably one of my biggest segments of, of the program. So, bro, I I can't wait. And if you need some help, you know I'm I'm there to back you up, man. Because the, the youth, you know, what worries me today, you know, I mean, getting to the age I am and kind of looking back now, you know, the young guys coming up, and you know, they it doesn't seem like we progressed very far. You know, I mean, I mean, I'm 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 working with a lot of young docs right now, and they're afraid to do anything. You know, I, I have a doc I'm, I'm thinking particular of, and uh, I love you, man. So if you know, this is you, this is, this is for the good of everybody. You know, he's afraid to put together protocols. He, he's afraid to, to, uh, you know, tell somebody that they're wrong. You know, he's afraid to tell somebody yet yeah, you're, you're overweight or your diet's crap or, you know, yeah, you're, and I'm, I'm like, why are you afraid to tell people the truth? He says, well, I'm afraid that it's going to turn into, I'm, I'm failing at practice because these patients won't come back. And I go, okay, so basically you're, you're telling me now, young man, that you're afraid to tell the truth, you're afraid to get out of bed, you're afraid to, to put together protocol. I mean, you're, you're just living in fear, you know, every second of your life. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Living in, and that's the other one I want to tell you. It's, another yeah. it's funny, your name, here we are having this conversation, <laughs> putting this program together, and you're naming off some of my segments. One Bro, of them is wrestling there, with fear. There, <laughs> totally, man. There, there's a reason. I'm, I'm backing you up here, man, because I, I, love, I love your work. And, you know, there's, there, and I, and so it makes me go back, you know, it makes me go back into my youth. And you know what? I, I think you and I grew up kind of the same. You know, we had, our families were busy, you know, moving around, doing things, you know, um, you know, you lost your mom early. I didn't really have a mom growing up. And, you know, I, I think I, I got a lot of negative reinforcement. I, I don't know about you. And so I learned, one thing I did learn was, you know what? fuck all of you, no matter what I got to do, I'm, I'm going to be successful. And, yep. you, you know, I mean, I, and I, I got beat up. Life beat me up. Everybody out there, I'm not afraid to admit it. I've had my failures. I've, I've had, you know, I've had a divorce, you know, I've had, you know, I've had businesses crash on me. I've gotten fired. You know, I've, I've tore muscles. I've, I've torn ligaments. You know, I've gotten kicked off teams. I've gotten, you know, cut. And then I've also had my successes. And, you know, I can tell you, everybody out there, I can tell you this, your attitude, your determination, your love for yourself, your higher self, you know, your, your destiny, if you will, or your life plan, that's what it all comes back to. And so Sean's going to put this, this program together, guys, and I guarantee it's going to be from a place of love, a place of wisdom. So everybody listen up because Sean's going to go into something here that I I love this character that he's developed. Sean, you want to talk about it? Yeah, dude, I I love this stuff. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, you know, that's something. I'll tell you how that the story behind that. You know, basically, I've I've always been a big kid. I still am to this day. 
Uh, I love Halloween. I've always, uh, what kid doesn't love Halloween? If you're a big kid, you love Halloween. Oh, yeah. oh right? I, st- I still go do uh, stuff, yeah. Yeah, I love it, man. I, I mean, every time, you notice that every, it's all seasonal. When you go to the grocery store, you see the right. the cereals, uh, Count Chocula and <laughs> Booberry and uh, Frankenberry. You know right. what I'm talking about? I love right. those colors and just that whole, the, the character, the, the caricatures or whatever of that. But, yeah. um, you know, I lived at, I went to Boise State and um, every uh, year, of course, Halloween parties. Mm-hmm. And I, of course, I was very inspired by, you know, particular wrestlers, but it was the Ultimate Warrior and Sting and oh, the Road yeah. Warriors that yeah. had the greater, the great physiques that look larger than life, like comic book characters come to life with the face paint. So I, you know, one, one year I'm Rick Rude and the next year I'm Ultimate Warrior. You know, for Halloween, of course. Mm-hmm. And then I, um, I simply just, I said, you know, I want to be my own character this time. What can I create here? Now, of course, a few months prior to that, to this particular October Halloween, uh, I was in my dormitory. And if you go to phobiatv.com, that's F-O-B-I-A-T-V.com, mm-hmm. you can, if you read the about phobia, everything on that website, now that needs to be updated, by the way, that, that website's way uh, outdated. <laughs> it needs to be revamped. Okay. But it's got some cool, uh, all the stories, all the, everything on there is, is organic, it's, it's transparent, it's all real, okay, nothing's made up on it. And I, um, you know, I was waking up every, uh, like, you know, for a couple of weeks, I was getting these little bumps on my face and uh, feeling nauseous, and it was around the time of uh, exams, finals in May. Oh, yeah. And of course, we didn't have air conditioning in our dormitory. I had a fan, and the windows open, so you know, naturally, debris is going to get thrown around and uh, that kind of thing. So for about two weeks, I kept going at night, like these little, I don't know, like some debris on my face, and I just swatted away and go back to sleep. And I just ignored it, but I was breaking out, Matt, right. with these bumps and pimples in my face. I thought I was just stressed out from exams and doing nauseous all the time. I finally went to the nurses, uh, the student nurse uh, clinic or whatever it was, right, that had for us there. And long story short, she comes out, she does a little, um, you know, a little cotton swab, whatever, on my face. I don't know if she did. She went to go find out what, I think she broke, it's kind of gross. She kind of broke open one of the bumps on my face and got, I guess it was like, I don't know, pus or something, right? Went back, came back and said, Sean, those are not uh, stress bumps. Those are spider bites. Oh, hell. And I said, and I said <laughs> what? And then that's when I started putting two and two together. I went, oh, my God. Yeah. I said, for the last two weeks, you know, I, I, it's almost like, yeah, I do feel like something like little little things crawling on my face or whatever, you know, like a debris or right. whatever it was. I thought it was like some kind of dust or something. Well, anyway, man, I get back to my dormitory, my dorm, my room, and I start just ripping everything apart, <laughs> looking for spiders, basically. Right, right. I ripped my bed uh, out of my, it was like, it was actually connected to the wall. I, I ripped it out from the wall, and I, and I see all, also I see all these cobwebs, and I see these little spiders running up the wall, and I went, oh my God. I look under my bed, and lo and behold, there's a full-blown spider nest underneath my bed. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. So I had been attacked by these little bastards for about two weeks, right. and then, of course, you know, here comes Halloween. And I could never go back to that room. I was done. Yeah. I was dating a gal at the time. I had to stay with her to finish out my exams. I'm there. The exterminators in there, I didn't care. I cannot go back to that room. Yeah, I'm I don't done. blame you, man. So, I don't blame you at all. Yeah, right? Yeah. So anyway, uh, that Halloween comes around, and I start painting my face. I'm thinking, I got to go to this Halloween uh, function or party, you know, college, you know, Halloween party. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, how can I cover my face with some design 
that uh, looks cool and theatrical. And of course, I'm a big wrestling fan. I'm thinking, I want to emulate the Ultimate Warrior. So I came up with, hey, four, four legs up top, four legs up. It was, it was the spider emblem. And once I had the spider on my face, I just muttered one word under my breath, and it was phobia. Nice. A one word name, phobia. Nice. And that, that character, that was the birth of phobia. And it's funny because for a couple of years there, Matt, uh, every Halloween I would, because I had such a great relationship with a local news station for the, you know, because I, I was a heavyweight, you know, starting heavyweight at Boise State for three years. Right. Um, they allowed me to use their platform to do safe trick-or-treating PSAs to the kids, but I'd paint up and I would diet for this thing and get as, as you know, <laughs> best shape as I could, all right. tanned up right. and face paint, you know, just for my two minutes of fame on local Channel 7 News of Boise, Idaho. Yeah. And, um, I used that footage to send to the WWE when my dad had passed, and uh, I got a phone call, and they, because they had done a tribute to my dad, you know, and I said, well, yeah. timing's everything, and I was at my dad's funeral, and Doink the Clown, I don't remember that character, I, I do, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, he, it was Matt Bourne, he passed, unfortunately, God rest his soul, but he said, Sean, I know it's a tough time for you, but timing's everything, especially in the pro wrestling business, so send your VHS tape back, I mean, imagine... It has dinosaur ages. Who, who's sending VHS tapes anymore, right? <laughs> I don't, yeah, so I'm I sending my VHS tape. And uh, that's what essentially got my uh, my my wrestling tryout for, 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 you know, pro wrestling with WWE. But the, the thing, Matt, is that we never used it for a wrestling character. In fact, years later, fast forward, um, in 2010, Hulk Hogan and I, we, we had stayed in touch and of course, I always look at the, the Hulkster yeah. and uh, part of our pop culture, of course, yeah, say your prayers, train your vitamins, brother. Yep. Right? So I sent, I, um, I, I sent him some pictures and um, I, he was with TNA at the time. And they, and so Sting, who is also a friend of mine that lives here in Waxahachie of all places, imagine that, he lives here south of Dallas. Mm-hmm. He, um, Hogan, was looking for he was helpful with, with the creative booking of TNA, and he said, man, I love the phobia character. I'd love to bring it in and let it be Sting's nemesis. And I was like, are you kidding me? Can you imagine I get to be Sting's nemesis with the phobia? Well, it never it never came to fruition. It never happened. And then I finally chalked it up and realized, Matt, that phobia was bigger than just another face-painted wrestling character. Yeah. It was, it was to be more than just... Not, not to disrespect any face-painted wrestling character, but... It just wasn't meant to happen, and it's bigger than that, and it, and it really was a theatrical expression of me. When I started to define the character as the years went on with all the struggles and challenges that I had, I realized that I had lived my life in fear in so many ways, fear of success, fear of failure, fear right. of rejection, right. fear of embarrassment, all those fears, and I said, man, this is so much bigger than that. And so that's where uh, Phobia stands right now. I've done some short films with it. I've done some theatrical different projects with it. But this year, 2020, I really want to start uh, a comic book series. And I do have a movie idea with the character where the movie would basically be a combination of reality, parallels, mixed in with some fiction. But Phobia to me means it's really a theatrical expression of Sean Stippich, me. Right. And, 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 the, and the character, of course, stands for, you know, facing your fears, overcoming your fears, and taking control of your life. Own your life. Own and your that's life. really the message yeah. behind the character. And that's how it all began. I, I love it, Sean. You know, and, and I think that, you know, your wisdom, your life experience, your your evolution into becoming a, a doctor. I mean, this this is really cool. And, and it's rare. 
You know, and, and I think, you know, now that I think back the first time I saw you, it, it was more than just like, oh, good, there's another guy who trains. You know, for me, I, I mean, I look at it and go, there's a brother in life. You know, there's, there's a guy like me. You know, there's a guy that's out there that's overcome a tremendous amount of stuff. And we're bound to determine to be successful. Now, here's, here's, the, cool, here's the cool side. You want to give back just like I do. And, and you brought up something last time, and I'm going I'm to bring this up again. I would love for that blue room to be maybe the portal that phobia comes out of. You go in a normal guy, you come out of phobia, you know, and because there is so much PTSD stuff I've been doing, anxiety, anti-anxiety stuff we've been doing with the blue room. I would love to hit that angle on it. Oh, well, brother, I didn't know you were going to bring this up on the air. But oh, I am. It up, I mean, <laughs> I'm totally honestly, bringing it up. When you, when you were in Vegas last, which I want to ask you a quick question about that. I mean, yeah. uh, it sounds like you had a successful trip. It was a pretty good trip for you, right? It, it was a great trip. Yeah. You know, it's the first time I, I brought oh, the Blue yeah. Room out to the public. You know, I haven't I haven't done any uh, conferences, trade shows, medical, anything, because I've just been busy doing research and kind of just getting it out there on my own. So, yeah, this is the first time. It was. It was. I got five interviews with TV stations and uh, even some cable stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. And I thought you did. You carried yourself very well in that box that, interview Sean. and everything. I was very happy and excited for you. Appreciate yeah, that. Um, we're, we're going to need to talk about that because yeah. um, I thought the same thing. In fact, you know, it, it's no. I don't. It's just crazy how this is. Uh, I don't want to get the cart before the horse, but all I'll say <laughs> is this: is that right, I'm in right. um, creative development with the character. And it's ironic that your blue room is, is you know, I, I've always been gravitated towards the uh, blue lights. Even as a kid, when my dad would say, hey, Sean, let's hop in the car when we live in Toronto and it's, snow, it's white and snowy everywhere and say, let's um, let's go look at tris- Christmas lights, you know? Yeah. And I would always be gravitated towards those blue lights. Like, I'm looking at some blue lights right now as I sit here and I'm looking at, I see all the blue just coming out at me, all these blue lights. And... I just, it's something about, it's very soothing, it's its powerful, I feel safe, I just, I'm so gravitated, and that's why I made those my theme colors with the character, so, yes, I thought about it already, Matt, I thought, yes, I could see Dr. Sean walking into one of the blue rooms, right. and coming out as a character, <laughs> and, yeah. um, I think, I think there's uh, definitely something there. I, I think so, too, you know, and, and the thing, our youth needs help, you know, I mean, they, they really do. You know, I, I was kind of taken back a little bit by some some young men that, that came up to me in the, in the gym the other day. And, 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 you know, this is a quick story. Um, you know, it started out like, you know, you know, wow, you know, you're you're training, you're you're kicking ass. And, you know, I mean, of course, you know, that throwing the thing in and, and you're you look older than most people. You know, and I'm like, well, I probably am. And uh, but, you know, you know, you kind of always get that little bit. It's like, you know, you 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 are older, but you don't look older. But anyways, and, um, you know, I was I was taken back by their question. You know, most of the time it's like, you know, how much you bench, you know, how much how big are your arms? You know, I mean, you know, you know, that kind of stuff. And it, it was basically this young man looked at me and he goes, how do I feel better about myself? You know, and yeah, man, it, it just it just kind of hit me in the heart. And I'm looking at this young man. I mean, he couldn't be more than 18, you know, maybe 18, right. 19. And I'm looking at him and all of a sudden I got a picture of myself at 18, 19, you know, going off to college by myself. You know, uh, I, you know, I didn't really have any family support. You know, when I got there, it was, you know, it's basically just me on, on my own. And, you know, I, I really look back, my, my only self-worth, you know, wasn't my mind, it wasn't my heart, you know, it wasn't even, it was my, my body and my athletic ability. 
That's, that's really the only thing that I, I had. And that's the only, you know, only anybody really gave me attention was because of that. And, um, you know, and then the years kind of developed and I realized, you know, God, I've, I've got more to offer in here. You know, I'm, I'm not dumb. I, I am smart. And, you know, or, or you know, I, I do have a good heart. And, you know, these, these young kids today, you know, just like we did back in the day, but I think more so because social media has kind of put another spin on things where, you know, people are not so nice to each other. You know, I mean, there, there's a lot of bullying out there. And, and I know you spoke on this one time. I would love to see something out there and get something out there for these kids. Let them know there's a medical device, but also there's somebody out there that gives a shit, you know, that somebody that really, you know, God, you know, let's, let's help, let's help each other out. Let's move each other through these stages. You know, this, this is, yeah. And I would love to do that for people. So, so I I got, I got a question. Yeah. And I know you feel the same way too, you know, and, and everybody out there, I want everyone to know Sean is, Sean could kick probably most people's asses, but he's got the heart the size of Texas. You know, and, and, you know, and I've, and I've seen him over the years just, I mean, help people, you know, be there for people, you know, medically, you know, from just a phone call. I mean, all of these things. And so he really is a good man. And uh, I like to say out there to everybody, he's, you know, he's a, he's a brother and I want to see him successful. And, uh, you know, and, and this is the cool thing about getting somebody in your circle that wants that, you know. Everybody out there, you should have somebody in your circle that just wants to see you successful, wants to see you, you know, see you just evolve into something that's just beautiful. And if you don't have that, get a new circle, everybody. I'm going to tell you right now. That's Dr. Mattism right there. Oh, that's awesome. Great. That's great insight, man. I couldn't say it better. Yeah. I concur with you. So, so when, when are we, uh, when are we going to see you on TV, man? When are we going to see you wrestling? <laughs> oh, I don't, I, I don't know, man. You, you'll probably be one of the very first people to know that okay. way it does happen. I think it's going to be one of those things where, you know, um, if it does happen, it's it, first of all, it'll be God's will. Yeah. You know, I've prayed about it because I, I ultimately wanted, you know, it's always a risk, you know, when you do that too. So yeah. sometimes I wonder if the universe has kept me away from it on a, for a real reason, and I've thought Good. about that too. So I just pray about it. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I think 2020, though, uh, it could be a possibility. I, I think it just depends on if I'm able to connect with the uh, creative team and the, and the owner of the company, which the owner, by the way, is a billionaire, you know, Tony Khan. And yeah. he recognized me. He shook my hand. He was very respectful. He knew who I was. It was really cool. Like, I'm shaking hands with a billionaire, man. Rub <laughs> off some of that financial prosperity on me, brother. Right um, on, man. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it, you know, we'll, we'll, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. But either way, okay. Matt, regardless, um, you know, I'm probably going to be back on TV no matter what because I, I think so TV too. is my home. Yeah. And, and when I'm about to put together what I have envisioned for 2020, I want that to be, when I say these, you know, people set these New Year's resolutions, mm-hmm. declarations, I want to set these new, for me, I'm setting new declarations, but they're, they're going to be for the rest of my life. You know, this is the, yeah. the, the start of the rest of my life, basically. So uh, I just envision... I have a lot to share. You know, I've been through a lot in my life, and I find that my best therapy is, you know, staying physically active, but also expressing and sharing and connecting on the most deepest, authentic levels. Because I feel like, if, as long, you know, it's therapy for me. But when it's deliverable in a filtered, organized way, people will connect with it. And if there's anything I can say or do or give examples of stories, and right challenges, and experiences that I've gone through, yeah. if I know that I have. Uh, I've inspired just one person in a room 
to help really make a change in our life in a positive way, then I, I feel so fulfilled that way. That's my ultimate calling, you know? Yeah. Whether I'm playing a character in wrestling, whether I'm doing a, a phobia a theatrical uh, project, whether I'm on a stage speaking or just talking to someone at the grocery store right. or in the sauna, you know? Yeah, totally. Uh, at the gym. Yep. Um, you know, that's that's where I just find I get the most liberation. I feel like I'm carrying out my purpose, honestly. You know, Sean, I, I think that that is something that's wonderful about you. And, and that is the truth about you, too. I mean, you, you are that way. And, and, and I do think that that's how you change the world. You, you know, it's those little things that you do every single day. It's that consistency. And, and I know you're committed to that, bro. So you got my support. Listeners out there, we're going to watch Sean this next year. 2020 is going to be the best year for everybody out there. I, I really feel that. I feel that the whole shift, this energy around the world is shifting. I mean, politics are changing. You know, companies yeah. are changing. I mean, there's so many things that are changing. And, um, you know, everybody, you just got to wake up, get on this wave of change, you know, and, and it comes down to really love, self-love, loving your neighbor, you know, getting out there and doing, doing some good, doing what's right. And uh, we, we need a lot more of that out there. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Yeah. All right, brother. I mean, we, we had 45 minutes go by this fast. I mean, Sean, you are going to be the regular on, on my show because, I mean, our, <laughs> our, our podcasts go by so fast. You know, yeah, that's I cool, mean, man. That's yeah. cool. We gotta, right it's on. It's funny, too. This has been two of these, uh, the first two episodes we've had yeah. together. It's been very, very unscripted. We just kind of go and, yeah. and run, you know. Um, uh, but yeah, we, we, we can, you know, we'll come up with some stuff. And in fact, um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go in here and break this damn fast. You and go then, do that, bro. Are you going to be around, uh, I'm going to connect with you tomorrow or, the, or Sunday. Are you going to be around Sunday? Yeah, brother, go, go ahead and give me a call. Let's connect. And uh, everybody out there, um, I got requests. We didn't quite get to it this time. I mean, we're going over 45 minutes. I know I say my shows are 45 minutes. But I got requests from a bunch of guys that want to know what you and I do exactly in the gym. So everybody out there that's listening, the next time I promise we're going to go over some diets, more diets that will go exactly what we're doing in the gym. You know, we'll, we'll talk about some TRT stuff for, for those guys our age. Okay. So everybody, this yeah, is Dr. Awesome. This is Doc. Yeah, we'll do it. This is Dr. Sean. This is Dr. Matt. We love you guys out there. Peace. Peace out. Thank Let, you, Matt. You got it, brother. Dr. Matt. Okay. <laughs> All right, brother. Bye. Thanks, brother.